Step into the world of the Boy Thrive Podcast, your ultimate destination for men's safe space, growth, and empowerment. Join Opando Maureen alongside the remarkable co-host, Lasetja Moku from South Africa. Together, they're on a mission to help males level up, be free to be themselves, and thrive in every facet of their lives while embracing their full potential. Join us as we delve into invigorating conversations, practical strategies, and real-life stories that light the path to your best life. Welcome to a journey of restoring man to his full glory. This is the Boy Thrive Podcast. And now let's join today's episode. Hello, everyone. This is the Boy Thrive Podcast. Today, I'm excited because uh, we are going to be talking about SDGs and who is the right person uh, to talk about SDGs except Andrew Sa Noma from Sierra Leone. So um, Andrew is actually a graduate in electrical and electronic engineering from Milton Margai Technical University in Sierra Leone. He's an emerging leader with a passion for innovation, SDG advocacy, entrepreneurship, and community uh, problem solving. In 2015, Andrew is an awardee in a STEM innovation competition by Science Resource Africa Assistant Regional Coordinator for Freetown and actively supporting impactful missions. Now, apart from that, Andrew is also recognized in the development of a generator addressing carbon dioxide emission and electrical shortages. These are recognized as the UNDP Social Good Summit. Apart from that, he is a CEO of Green Tech Bioenergy since June 2012. Now, Green Tech Bioenergy is committed in delivering clean cooking energy to over 20% of Sierra Leone's communities using biogas digester. Now, Andrew has secured himself some grants, and the first one was by Source Children's Foundation, in which he was awarded 2000 in grant. And the one that I'm aware of is 5000 from Diamond Do Good Grant in 2023. Andrew is also a graduate with a distinction at United People Global. And by the way, United People Global are currently uh, recruiting the next batch. So if you're interested to that, it will be nice to keep on until the end to get how to get there. Now, the future goals of uh, Andrew include transforming Sierra Leone into a place where every household has access to clean and affordable cooking solution for safer, cleaner, and healthier living. And now, welcome, Andrew, to our show. Thank you so much, Madam Maureen, and thanks to Boys Tribe Podcast for having me. And it's a pleasure, and I'll be so much grateful to have this journey along the line. Welcome very much. We have a lot to cover. So um, in the very, very first, I would like us to probably share a bit about your personal journey and how you got involved in uh, the initiatives related to sustainability and environmental impact. How did you get there? Because most of the people who are listening in probably are just like, what are those? So if you could just give us a little bit about that. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, um, Madam Maureen. Um, I will have to twist back my journey in terms of sustainability and environmental impact way back um when i was a young boy of course i grew up from a humble family and of course yeah. i am the youngest my parents of course at that stage when i was growing up i was not growing among the um parents whereas they understood um how to direct someone in terms of choosing a career path of course 
that was the place where I found myself. But notwithstanding, there was this personal ambition in my heart that I want to become someone and someday in the near future. Of course, this was bumbling in my heart along the line. Um, one day I remembered my uncle was, my father was talking about one of my uncles here at the city um, that is an engineer. Of course, I later asked which kind of engineer is absolutely professionalized in. But unfortunately, I could not understand the difference then. But I still have this passion yeah. that I also want to be an engineer. But I don't know where and which kind of engineering I'm professionalizing. Not until later, I discovered after taking my was exam that I want to be an electrical electronic engineer. But it has a passion. This passion drives and comes out of the desire to bring a solution to my community. Of course, I can still recall when I was in my secondary school days, um, a particular organization which you mentioned when you were giving out the profile are called Science Resources Africa. They released an advertisement that they want you know, a secondary school student to compete at a science fair event here in the city. Of course, my school was one of the yeah. schools that nominated and I was fortunate I was in level two that that was the time a friend of mine who has already participated in this event before met with us and yeah. entered our class and do the advertisement that they need students from our class who will participate in that event. That was the first time I ever had the opportunity to participate um, to innovate something that will bring an impact to my community. Yeah. And the way back, um, I had a passion for Engineering already, I already started knowing where how this yeah as a profession can be able to generate energy. Utatu and Chiba, of course, that was the um prototype I did. That was the first solution I developed, and um, that was the solution I presented on that science fair event. But there was no clear picture whether I will make this a career or whether it's just going to be look like something I'll just be doing and along the line to show that I'm a science student that I can do something in this sector. Mm. Not until I was sorting it was scholarship from the particular program where I was one of the winners. Mm. And not until later, that particular opportunity that came opened my eyes to know that, that indeed embarking on a journey like this will be of great that is how exactly I find myself in this journey of sustainability and environmental impact. Not until later that there is a need for me to enter into the sector of waste management to that of energy. So, of course, that is how the journey has been looking like over the past years for me. And this is how exactly I came to conclusion that, of course, I know I'm one of those young people that are looking for to bring an impact towards our community. It really brings out the fact that you have to have some kind of inspiration from your, from your line or, or at least your life. In as much as uh, there was no parent who was involved to making sure that you know you were you were broadened in terms of what career choices you had, at least you had an uncle who was doing something, and that was enough to you know encourage you to want to work towards that. And then also we can note that at least at school you are in a place where there is these programs that are going on, and you know these ones can charge your your spirit into wanting to do something. I'm really so 
curious about how do you just make a cassava? There are certain things it's yeah. and you, you see them in terms of food and purely food, nothing more. So the fact that you can think about something beyond that being just food is awesome. Yeah, um, absolutely. It was potato, potato tuba. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Yes. That was the first experiment I did ever in my life. Of course, before that time, I was a bit engaged in some of those repairing of my father's radio, connecting of batteries to pay when have some amounts of energy to put on a LED bulb um, so that it can be used in my house then when I was with my parents. Um, of course, the narrative of the potato um, solution, which I presented at that science fair event yeah. at that time, um, of course, came about when I was studying chemistry. Potato has some amount to light in terms of the scientific discovery that has the ability to um, generate some amount of energy. This has to bring me to a point to do some amount of experiment, bringing collectives, yeah. potato together. And at the end of the day, I have some amount of 1.5 volts to some extent. Mm. So that gives me an edge to innovate the more so that I can increase the energy source. But I could not move further because it involves a lot of um, scientific principles, um, which may be then due to that you, mm. um, experience, I could mm. think it's possible to keep on moving. But of course, this particular solution I'm talking about is something somebody's working on in Israel and it's doing something mm. similar work. Yes. So... But I could not continue later at all. <laughs> yeah, we could only say that the, the reason you could not continue at that point is because of maybe lack of the necessary knowledge at that point. But I'm sure if you exactly. go back and, and pursue that, you still make it. Yes, yes, because there is some yeah. some amount of knowledge now I've gained, which yeah. might give yeah, me. At least there is improvement right What's now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, when you're growing yourself, develop in as well as just having some personal growth uh, here and there. Now. How has your experience in sustainability influenced how you develop yourself in your life? All right. In the first place, um, the world sustainability in terms of the, the world itself, I, I'm not sure at that time I truly understand sustainability. Of course, the first time I had the world sustainability was at that event, the science fair event that Mr. Bernard. Of course... First time here, it was sustainability. It was it was a friend who took the first position, who had already got um peers in this um sector. Um, yeah. she could be using SDG goals sustainability. I was like, what is going on here? I don't. What's going on all this? It was like, um, what is going on? Um, everything is new about what they are talking yeah. about here. SDG gold. And that was the key thing the event was covering. The event, the organizers were looking at innovation or solution that has to deal with the sustainable development goal. Of course, that was the angle where I was coming from, generating energy, clean energy from potato. But I could not understand anything. I mean, I would say there was no opportunity for me to have the chance to be well trained up, not until the event came up. Later on, I other experience that opened yeah. my eyes to sustainability. Um, but along the line, because of um, passion, desire, I could have to Google to do more research, utilizing YouTube yeah. to understand 
what exactly the sustainability we are talking about mm. is all about. So later on, I could yeah. to understand that indeed this is what it means about sustainability. So in terms of your question, how sustainability um um inspired me along the line, of course, um one of the things that I had over the past years is to create an impact and um, that's having an impact that will just um, be for a short while. I will not consider it an impact because it's a kind of having some amount of limitation as compared to what exactly we are talking about in the sustainability sector. So I have to absolutely give myself, stretch myself the more to see how I can able to fit in into the world itself. So that is how exactly um, the world sustainability keep me, keep pushing me to do more research as to yeah. what exactly I should be doing that will help me to be in line of the world itself sustainability. So sustainability itself inspired me a lot in terms of developing solution that will absolutely speak our called itself sustainability. So in fact, I can still recall because I want to invent or bring solution that might have to deal with sustainability, we did another invention. If you absolutely read through the profile, we with a friend of mine, a school, a school friend, we met together in the same science fair event. We set up a team and we were able to develop um, a generator that does not use fossil fuel. And that was the second invention that we did. And that was the second biggest opportunity that came for me at that time, where I was fortunate to present my idea at the UNDP um, Social Good Summit. And I was fortunate to be second position on the male category. Of course, that gives me more desire to see that this issue of sustainability um, has a lot of impact that if I push them more, then I will see more results. So that is how the inspiration came about. And that is how I see myself keep pushing in this direction. I really love the idea that, you know, um, you never come prepared with everything into the stage. And and that is also very, very um, true for me because when I said the thing, so like I have an idea, but my idea to actually take shape, I have to stretch myself. I have to, to do a lot of research. I have to find out who is already doing something in the space that I'm looking to do, what is that different thing that is not maybe getting met so that I can maybe give a solution? And I can imagine how that's usually stretched because you go out like someone who's dipping yourself in the river and just starting to swim, you know, without ever having swam before. And I can imagine where you're coming from in terms of that growth, but it's also something that I think is very important. In what ways has your commitment to biogas, renewal of energy, and this kind of projects contributed to your own sense of of purpose and fulfillment because for us to really pursue something and do it well we got to have a relationship to it how does what you do give you purpose and fulfillment all right um in the first place of course there is this desire passion to see that we're able to um, mm. impact to the community of course i can't absolutely see bioenergy which i'm already into there is this yeah. sense of fulfillment achieved in it if the impact we are looking for has not yet been realized so of course for me it's a concern yeah. the fulfillment which i'm looking for we have absolutely hit on it 
then it has to start with the impact. There must be a yeah. level of impact that is measurable that everyone can see. Everyone absolutely testified of, of course, the beneficiary themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm absolutely saying there's some level of fulfillment in terms of what we are doing. First, I noticed that when I started the idea of my energy, um, yeah. there is this some level of challenge that we faced in terms of developing the solution. Yeah. I can still be with them all when I started implementing the solution. Um, it, t- it took me over a year um, before I could realize that the solution can work. So it was a very tough struggle. Not until we were able to develop the solution itself and we were able to test the model right at my residence. That was what we were using. Of course, that was at the time I could able to testify that indeed what we are looking forward to in terms of bringing an impact to the community, we are achieving it. I could still recall the level of time family was buying LPG gas to generate and to yeah. do our necessary cooking stuff. The basic cooking was yeah. um right portion of what we are using for energy for cooking was charcoal. We are yeah. optioning LPG gas, but of course it was still expensive quite way expensive from my perspective here in my county. So, of course, along the line, as I was fortunate to be able to develop this solution, having an MVP, I later noticed that this solution was working for us and it was providing the energy that we required that is clean and it can still counter that of the firewood and charcoal. Um, so, there was this sense that I was achieving some amount of fulfillment in terms of providing clean solution to my community. That was the first um, time I still recalled when I discovered that there is this some level of fulfillment I'm achieving now. Fast forward to the community itself. Of course, we are still going. And there is this measurable um, impact we are looking forward to, to achieve as soon as possible. Though, of course, one of the challenges we face, which I suppose to believe this podcast will cover we have to deal with financial challenges to develop the solution. So uh, not until I was fortunate to encounter an event um, run by the United People Global, mm-hmm. which I was able to raise some amount of form that we can able to reach out um, to as much as huge number as possible by 2024. So fast forward, I so much even um, optimistic that by 2024, the fulfillment we are looking forward to, which has already started, I so much believe we'll be able to achieve more as to the year 2024. So in terms of um, fulfillment, somebody have started using yeah. from waste, the waste that they yeah. generate from the household. For me, it's a fulfillment. Mm-hmm. If I can able to provide the energy for people, I count it in as a fulfillment. Yeah, I really love the idea of being able to see tangible results for what you're doing already. But I also imagine that this kind of um, innovation would really be tasking on you, especially in terms of finances, in terms of your time. And so I, I just wonder, how do you manage yourself? Like, how do you manage yourself between the time that you're spending with your family oh, and the time you're really pursuing this? Because <laughs> because to speak the truth, it, this, this sounds like something that is taking like almost all the time. You don't have a break. You don't know when to take a break. 
because every time you're always thinking, I could improve this, I could improve that. I'm sure that one has an effect on the people around you. So how are you handling that? Of course, you know, as you are still laughing so lovely. Um, <laughs> this is one thing, of course, I have been battling with. Um, people who knows me, um, I can still record some of my family members. If we change my name, you see, uh, Mr. Busey. <laughs> so I can still vividly call some of my brothers. I'm absolutely changing my middle name as Mr. Busey. And the reason why I should literally give that name is because um, I can still recall there was a specific time after when I was studying then, because this issue of bioenergy started way back when I was in my second level at university. Um, at that time, of course, I'm the kind of person that has passion to um, create impact in terms of teaching people what I already know. So mm. this was something like, because I am a science student and I want to see that what I have, I deliver to other people. I used to teach people, my family members who are science students, pass them with, to them the information about um, the field I find myself. But notwithstanding, there was a specific time that came I could not able to respond to some of these tasks any longer due to what was upon my head. Mm. And that was how exactly some yeah. of them came about. You are now Mr. Busey, that you don't even have time again for some of these things that we used to have for us before. So yeah. I used to apologize that you people need to understand me. But notwithstanding, it is, called, it is, that's a, it is um, a sacrifice that you definitely exactly. have to try and see how you sort out. But the truth is, uh, when, when you're determined to get something started you always have people who um you know they have to learn to also uh share into your time and i don't know if you have family if you don't have like family yet uh then it's a good thing because you still have time to you know pursue it but if you had family and now you you'd be having like kids who wants your time a spouse who needed to go somewhere and you can't because you know you can't go to a family gathering and you just got a new product you want to test. You know, it becomes really hectic. And exactly. That's the opportunity I'm enjoying for now. Um, because um I've not yet set up my family. So um I would say I'm still living a single life, though I'm living with um siblings, of course, I'm living with my um families as well. But there is this not amount of tax which um is pounds on me in terms of having my own family but of course um in terms of the challenge i often face challenges in terms of my time management um way back sometimes i can i can sit hold of the night working on projects and so on and so forth um sometimes i will even have double tax myself there was a particular night where i have worked throughout the night and i have another tax in the morning which will have to consume much of my time again. I don't have time to even have rest. That's affected my health a lot. Yes, there was a specific time. It came to a point in time mm -hmm. where even without thinking, it's just for me to wake up from it, even without thinking my head was aching. So, but it seems like I was not absolutely um, balancing myself very well in terms of my work. And in terms of um, giving myself a space to have some amount of rest so that my health will not be affected. But later yeah. on, I came to that that it's so much essential because if I am healed, then it's quite impossible for me to do the work. 
So it seems like there yeah. is a need to give myself a break. Of course, sometimes I used to balance myself. But um, the tax upon myself, it's so much huge. Mm. Most importantly, the environment where I find myself, um, mm. you the fall of your idea, you will be the one that will absolutely do, I would say, 70% of the work. Not, not everyone that you call to work with you will buy your idea. And because of that yeah. reason, some of them will absolutely be crawling their feet not to do certain things mm. you give to them. And you don't want mm. to get spoiled. You just have to step in to fill that gap as soon as possible so that your project will not um, go down the drain. But of course, with one or two commitments I have started receiving from some of my team members, of course, some of these stats I used to took upon myself mm. and started going mm. So I'm now balancing myself. I see myself having space to rest. So, of course, that is how it has been for me for the past I, one to three it years. Is all, it's really awesome to address the, the part of rest and the part of being healthy because no matter how beautiful your idea is, no matter how amazing you want to be a change maker, if you cannot make sure that you're healthy to see that change happen, you're, you're done for. And actually, it will be even stalled because if you're too sick and you can't work, and we get you to hospital. What, whatever you started will be left right where you started, and nobody will move it, and nothing will move it. Now that brings me to the other question: like when you're talking about using wastage, yeah, waste material, for example, from the family. This is very easy to do in the rural areas. For example, you find that people can easily collect um, the waste material from the farms, from the animals, from all whatnot, and put it into uh, creating of the biogas product. Is it something that you have found it easy to navigate in the urban centers, for example? Okay, thank you. So, yes, there is a level of amount of challenges in terms of um, um, the viability of our solutions here at the urban setting. Because um, the work itself started at the urban setting. We have not yet navigated to our setting, of course. So, and one of the things, of course, when we are doing our survey, we noticed that um, several households, of course, um, does not generate some amount of waste that could be sufficient um, to run the system in case any of them has access to solution. But of course, yeah. um, one of the things we are obviously trying to work on currently is to see how best we could able to have this solution for such a kind of people, but yet, Though they are not generating some amount of waste, it can still work for them. Um, yeah. We are looking at the possibility of um, working on a new business model, whereas people yeah. who can absolutely have access to some amount of level of waste that will be able to help them to generate energy from our solution, we are intending to be generating the gas by ourselves at our company site and press this gas and to people like who absolutely cannot have access to a lot of waste. Um, but of course, mm. we research that we made, um, we discovered most of the people, I would say absolutely around 60 to 70% of the customer target we are looking at um, generates some amount of waste that could be enough to run your system for the minimal household of five people here in my community. Of course, that makes it five for amount of level of 60 to 70%. But the remaining percentage, of course, they fall around the category of people that will be having the gas from us rather than 
then generating the gas by themselves. So these are the two different options we considered for people who absolutely could not generate enough or amount of waste that will be able to help them to run the system as smooth as possible. So that is what exactly we are doing in terms of perspective like that. Um, you mentioned that now you have a little help that uh, at least is making it, making it a little bit easier for you to still have a little rest time. Now, I'm assuming most of them are males, are they? I'm working with two females and three men. Mm. Of course, uh, oh, okay. we, we saw how uh, some level promotes um, gender balance, um, gender definition. <laughs> of course, something that we are key about and to concern about, and we are strongly working towards okay. that to see how best. Um, whatever we are doing, um, women takes the lead. And most of our administrations, the key administrations, are led by women. You're very key on that SDGs. Like, so you, you want to add like 50% of the SDGs? <laughs> <laughs> how was, how easy or difficult was it, or was it for you to convince these people that, you know what, um, I have this idea. This is the solution it brings. And I want you to hop on board. How was how how was that situation? Could we just give us an experience of how that went? Oh, it was absolutely a different perspective on its own. But mm. absolutely, when I started way back, um, some of the people, I must be sincere enough, I absolutely mentioned something in line with this before now, that the certain way I find myself, not everyone absolutely will buy your idea. State of, of course... Mm. I initially remembered working with um, two extra people who are now working currently with us. Of course, these are people who are very sound. They are good and are absolutely in terms of their own professions. And of course, these are some of the people that we need to navigate the visions towards the vision we all are trying to achieve. But absolutely, to some points, there is this person again everyone is looking for and when that person again seems to be slowed down, some of them will shy away and choose to go back. Mm. Of course, this was a past personal experience I had with my previous team members. I, of course, there is still one or two yeah. who we started from scratch and they're still with us, but two of them have gone due to uh, challenges mm. in terms of the process to be a bit slow and it seems like they want to see something fast, fast result. Of course, <laughs> most yeah. importantly, I don't want to say they don't have a passion towards the company itself in terms of having an impact the company will create to the community. But there is this personal benefit everyone is looking for. Of course, we are human beings. I'm not expecting that. Um, Absolutely. No <laughs> to some extent, it should not be that yeah. too extreme or personal. And if your your interest is as complete is is that as greater compared to the impact we are looking for to create in the community, then absolutely it might give us some challenges or struggles not to absolutely create that impact. So that was a challenge I personally faced with my former team members. Of course, one of them was a manager and the other one was the technical person who was doing all our technical drawings and every was a key mm. Of course, every sector that has to deal with engineering in perspective, um, you need a kind of people like that. You might not even want to lose them. Most people that yeah. you are not in them at that stage. Of course, we are we are yeah. paying on. 
So of course, all of them, in fact, even sometimes when you want to hold the meeting, at a particular distance point, you have to pay your trans your, your your own transport fare. So it was like not everybody was moving on something like that. So <laughs> I have to yeah. a lot of challenges then. But notwithstanding, um and I'll actually mm -hmm. up to facing those challenges. Yes, some people who will not absolutely buy the idea as the way you are now the idea. Of course, but I so much believe I keep talking with them, keep having negotiation with them, help them to understand exactly where we are going to, and to give them hope. Let them know exactly that this is us. This is not just about me. Of course, having a personal um, knowledge this is us keeps us together but having that perspective that this is mine as an individual of course it will absolutely destroy the entire team itself so this is something i i'm so personal about yeah. and this is what i keep telling them of course challenges have been there just as i mentioned that we have been selling to, <laughs> to some touching points most importantly when Good news has been coming off recent um, in terms of uh, what yeah. we have been looking to keep the, the company going. Yeah, I think that, that the aspect of finances and being able to, uh, you know, motivate the people you're working with is really essential to just getting the team moving. Because I actually can tell from my personal experience that working for an, a startup is really challenging because what you are sold so much is usually hope but not finances. But when we come to the real world, you realize that hope is, is, is important when it is attached with some finances for you to move your things because at the end of the day, you are also living your life. You have maybe um, things you need to take care of, bills you need to pay. So hope, hope, as much as it is good in itself, it cannot actually move a train. And that is then the necessity to make sure that there is a, you know, there is a source of funding somewhere that can make sure that in as much as they come and commit themselves, there is something at least they can get to go home and be able to feed, be able to take care of their personal needs and all those kind of things. Now, now that that the fact that this is so hard, the fact that it is a lot of passion, it actually needs you to bath it for you to grow it to this level. I'd imagine that most people, especially young men, would really silly give up on it because in this era and age, we have young boys who prefer answers right now and right here and the process of thinking you know working on something for a very long time period of time is not exactly appeasing to many people maybe how, what what kind of advice would you give to such young men or even just generally the youth of course um um i'm kind of a religious person um even the the, the god almighty that we served which we hated us does not take anyone just like that and lift you up there right away. You absolutely have to go through some stages before you could absolutely release anything into your hands. You have you need to know that whatsoever is in your hand, um, you're able to handle it and it will not destroy you yourself. So of course, um my advice to so many young people out there, it's clear that there is no success that doesn't have a starting point. And mm. everything has to be done systematically. 
if you yeah. absolutely want to move faster, as the way it's not hard to be, then of course you might hurt yourself along the line, and yeah. the repercussion will not be favorable at all to anyone. So of course, this is something personal which I take to myself that there is some amount of patience that I need to have when moving along this journey. Of course, I know that absolutely I'm going to reach the Sunday. Of course, sometimes it used to battle in my heart when seeing the process seems to be a bit slow. But sometimes when I look around me and I see people who have achieved a lot in this space, when I look at their story, how they start and the level of achievement they have gained so far, I know that they create a lot of crisis in terms of where they are today. Yeah. So this is something everyone must have back of their mind that wherever you are going, it is not overnight. Nothing comes at once. Even as somebody is taking care of a, um, a crop, you know that when sowing your seed, it does not sprout in a day. You have to invest a lot. You have to spend a lot yeah. of time. You have to be um, in the sun every day, every day. And this is, for me, something you everyone has to take personal to know that whatever we need to achieve has some process that we have to go through. Use due diligence, we can't pass them by. The moment we attempt to pass them by, of course, um, we, I can't absolutely tell the repercussion, but of course it has a great repercussion at the end of the day. So this is an encouragement that I give to young people around me and even my team to know that this is not about how fast we are. We can be fast, and if we can't even create that impact, yeah. of course, then there is no need. Absolutely. I remember there's, I, I don't know who, maybe it was some preacher who said that speed is good when you have direction. But speed is very dangerous if you do not know where you are going. And that also just brings the idea, that also just brings the idea that so many people, especially young boys and men, who because of, for example, they, they were raised by people, just like you mentioned, your parents did not necessarily place you in a, in a situation where you are exposed to a number of things that you could choose as career ways. The same thing happens to so many young men in the villages and in towns where they, they are so limited in terms of the choices they want to make growing up. And you will find that some people carry that to adulthood. Like they're now, maybe they're in their 30s, they're in their 40s, and they keep saying, my parents didn't do this and that. My parents didn't open the door for me. My parents did. I think it is too much in the terms of like, there's a certain time when you, you are considered an adult in every country. For our country, it is at 18 years old. I don't know about your country. But what is true is that at the point where you are called an adult, all your, your life and the trajectory of your life is in your hands. And that is at the point where you stop saying, my parents don't provide this. My parents didn't do this for me. You have to actually now start acting like an adult who knows where you are going. Now that they did you wrong, you need to now be able to carry yourself to that place you want to. And this is the point where I would just like you to give some a little bit of advice on that being self-motivation for uh, people who believe that, uh, you know, they're expecting the parents to have done everything. But in African culture, it is really hard for that to happen. A few happen to do it. 
But in most cases, you have to like build your, your own foundation and grow up. What advice would you have to such young men? I'm not quite sure all of them will absolutely hear me. <laughs> that, uh, for those who absolutely have an encounter with this podcast, I want to encourage everyone. Of course, you had my story, how I started. I was too, not in any way had the opportunity to understand what I'm doing currently way back. Um, but due to um, exposure, I would say, and chances in life, I could be able to have the opportunity to meet with some of these people. But it might be possible that some of even other young beings might not have the chance that I do um, have. Then it might be an cases. So the only encouragement I might give to every young man who does not have the opportunity to be exposed as others, most importantly from mm. the perspective that you have lived with your parents, maybe they are not fulfilled maybe with the trend of what is going on in the world, then it's it might be yeah. quite big. But um, mm. we have to keep pushing. Of course, one of the things I mentioned that personal development, mm. personal yes. desire now that I want to keep growing myself. Mm. In mind, I had the opportunity to one level. I want to see more. Yes. So of course, that yes. should be. We are in a social media where everything is in our hands. If yes. we want to develop us, we are possibly going to develop ourselves. And soon we used to say destroy ourselves with this world in our hands and still destroy ourselves. So we have everything in our hands these days. Um, we do have solutions these days that does not even use internet, but yet you can have access to to knowledge to develop yourself. So of course, for me, this is something I will keep promoting. Of course, I used to tell people that I used to recommend them to use the um, internet to develop themselves personally. That has been my journey over the past years, developing myself personally, yes. using internet, maximizing. Mm. Of course, I know when I subscribe to internet facility, it is not for any other thing, but to see how I cannot keep myself. So it has been a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm I supposed to make yeah. sure that I get in before that money finished. So of course, that has been my journey for the past mm. years. <laughs> can have the same opportunity. Um, in your ends, but it's up to you whether you destroy it mm. or whether you remake it, make use of it at the end of the day. Mm. And also, uh, the, this this aspect of SDGs and most business people, most young people come up with business ideas, but these business ideas are not captured in these SDGs. So, um, take this opportunity to advise some young entrepreneurs, young men, young boys who want to venture into business or create solutions to the world, why it is important to have sustainable development goals within any business idea or any entrepreneurship journey that they want to undertake. Because, for example, you, you are on climate. You are on climate change and energy renewal. Why is that very important? Of course, um, as an advocate and innovator in terms of um, sustainability, I think um, it has been over the past, it has just been like that. Um, whereas I had the opportunity to advise young people as to how we choose our solution. Of course, I know there are certain solutions that might not have a direct contact with the sustainable development goal. But of course, um, it's also advisable yeah. 
see how we can find ways to involve um, the SDG into our solution. It might not be the solution directly itself, but there are certain things you might be doing that has to incorporate um, the sustainable development goal into your solution or into your company setting. Let's say, for instance, um, you are manufacturing plastic. Of course, if you are manufacturing plastic, you are contributing to the challenges we are facing in terms of climate change. But that doesn't mean that's the end. Yeah. That doesn't mean that's the end. Mm. So you might decide yeah. to do it in this way. So, okay, I'm going to put on a strategy that each plastic that we generate, we are going to make sure that we have trash canned in all of these communities where our product will land. So whosoever that we use yeah. our product will have access to a waste bin to dot this one. At the end of the day, we'll put yeah. up a strategy to partner with other companies that has to deal with recycling. They will have access to whatever waste they are collecting. So indirectly, though, of course, you are creating a negative impact to the community by manufacturing plastic, which we all are fighting towards to see that we have we, we face zero waste. But of course, indirectly, because of some of these things you have implemented, indirectly, you see yourself promoting the sustainable development goal. Though, of course, you are creating something that has to counter the SDG goals. So for me, I would have to encourage young people to see need <laughs> to embark on SDG. Of course, you and I are safe and living on planet Earth. It's because we still have the space to live. Yeah. And if we don't yeah. have planet to live at all, then of course, I don't think we have to create anything at the end of the day. There will be no space to create anything. There will be no space to create any solution. But it is because we do have a space to live. Yeah. We do have space to work. Absolutely. That is the reason we are still working. But let's say um, no one is wishing for this. Let's say indeed we have earthquake. It we have some natural disasters that has to deal with climate due to the change of climate. Of course, you and I can yeah. attest to the fact that there will be no ways for us to work. So you are on planet Earth because planet Earth yeah. decide to embrace us. So we also have to embrace planet Earth. Yeah. yeah. We are in December second. And we are working towards 2024. In short, we are actually working towards that 2030, where you know we are approaching the target year of the sustainable development goals that we, we just mentioned. So, what are your hopes and inspiration uh, for the impact that you can make through your work, the work you're doing currently? Of course, one of the things I'm so much happy about is the fact that um, so much um, young people are so aware that the world itself. Is, uh, is a home that we hold must make sure that we take care of. And that is the direction we are seeing many young people who are bringing up solutions. That's the directions we all are moving towards, sustainability. So of course, that for me is an inspiration which supports and a collaborative work together from different perspectives. So for me, that's an inspiration to know that indeed it's possible. Of course, from outside, um, if we could able to reach out to 20% as part of our target plan for the next five years, of course, for me, I so much believe we are now in 2023. So by the next five years, achieving 20% yeah. of the total population having access to clean energy and taking waste completely from the community, of course, that is a great milestone in terms of achieving the SDG. Mm -hmm. For me, that's an inspiration. 
and yeah. I somewhat believe and I'm optimistic about it that indeed it is quite possible for us to achieve the SDG goal with so much impactful solutions coming up over the past few years and the way we all are moving towards bringing up solution, it's quite possible. Yeah, I think it's about just each one of us looking at how our action and the impact of our action has on the environment and definitely what we can do to change or improve things. Because at the end of the day, the SDGs are more focused on making sure that we coexist with our environment and just make sure that if it is the climate we are addressing, let us address it well so that the climate favor us and we favor it by what we are producing. If it is the energy we produce, uh, clean energy, we protect whatever we have already. If it is about addressing the gender issue, um, we, we do it wholesomely. And actually for me, that was really important in terms of the gender issue. My only difference with the SDG is in terms of the most gender um, programs are focused on girls. And I'm like, in every society where you want growth, you must make sure that in as much as you grow the woman or the girl, the boy or the man is not left behind because we definitely coexist in this space. So making sure that the man is not left out and like we're saying, oh, we are pro-girls uh, agendas and protection. It is awesome because to be honest, girls have, have been ignored for a very long time. But to claim that we are taking care of the woman and we empower a woman so much that she will not need a man or won't know what to do with the man. And I think it is, it is, it is Monroe who said that, Dr. Monroe, who said that if I, if the use of something is not known, abuse is very eminent. So the fact that we, if we ignore the boy, for example, they might not know how to handle an empowered girl. And as we said, if the use is not known, abuse is very eminent. There would be an abuse of the girl that is empowered. So just to make sure, I don't know, it is probably selfish, but I think it is really important for me that a girl who is empowered lives or is coexisting with a boy who is also empowered so that there is growth in this space. So for me, that is how my SDG uh, comes into the Boitra podcast. And I'm so proud that at least I might not take care of the very obvious things like the climate, like the renewable energy. Sure, of course. Of course, that was what we are talking about. When we say not in all cases, you might directly into the SDG. But in that way, you are bringing something into what you're doing that absolutely supports mm -hmm. this. So, of course, it's something. When we are talking about the yeah. specification, it's not just the gears, as just as you rightly mentioned, of course. How do you envision the role of young men in shaping uh, a more sustainable and resilient future, especially in the context of SDGs 2030? Of course, likely as I mentioned, we often see young men see visions and old men team dreams. Um, this is a common scene that we often see from the religious perspective. Mm, that, is a, that is a quote from Isaiah. What actually <laughs> this means to me yeah. is that, that <laughs> young men mm. are the ones that has the vision. Of course, whatever our older yeah. ones are, are come to, it might just be an addendum or space for them to advise us as to what exactly we should be doing. Of course, that's the essence of how some of our old men supposed to be mentors. But in terms of young people, we are visionaries. Young people has that energy that it takes to do multiple tasks that an old man cannot. I'm not saying they cannot do something. Um, yeah. Young people can think fast. Yes. We are the younger generations. Mm -hmm. Whatsoever the revolutions we have been experiencing over the past years, 
you when you trace back, it is quite possible that to see young people taking the lead in some of those revolutions, the changes we have been seeing over the past years, it is quite possible to see mm -hmm. that young people have been taking the lead. Mm -hmm. So for me, it is quite clear and sure that yeah. young people are quite needed in this space in terms of promoting the sustainable development goals. So it is important that the world embrace young people, whether it is from the country perspective, leaders should always learn to embrace us because um, nothing happens behind our consent. Nothing happens without our involvement. Even in terms of the negativity aspect, when a young man wants to do something negative, he will do it perfect. And when a young man wants to do something positive, he will still do it perfect. And because of that reason, young men should be embraced. And of course, over the past years, young men have been marginalized. Mm -hmm. Young men in um, not well, I would say, with men have not been considered. Young men have not been considered over the past years mm -hmm. in fact issues over the years. But of course, for this age where we, uh, we see young men are being allowed to take the front line. And I'm so much happy here in my county, we are seeing... Yeah. Um, seventy percent. Of course, recently after our election, the government chose seventy percent, or so almost seventy percent of the cabinets are young people around the age of thirty. So, of course, it's something so much inspirational that that is the direction our government is moving here. That notwithstanding, there is more to well, do. No matter what we have achieved, there is still yes, more. To yes. And of course, that's yes. the message I'm sending out to those wherever who are directly connected mm. to leadership to know that we young people yes we are the ones that will absolutely change we all are looking for for a very long time the, the young men of our countries and our nations have been perceived or shown in the light of being um in depression battling mental issues you know being on the wrong side of the law and all those things and the truth is those are the two versions of, of life in in every society there are people who will struggle with that and there are people who will actually rise above that. And the fact that there is that that movement to put young men into positions of power, it is very important because it is like that process of mentorship. Before they actually stay there and beat the people who are now, you know, considered the old generation, somebody who is the older might, you know, will do well to give them that, you know, show them the ropes. Like this is the this, these are what we've done to maintain this. These are the, the things that we've done to make sure that we are sustainable, that we exist, that we survive this space. But they also come with ideas because young people, they come with first the energy. They have the energy to get the work done. So the experience is from the older generation. It is important to just merge the two, the experience and the energy to get something so synchronized and so well working in our society. And what other good space to get that started Definitely, we're making sure that our environment serves us. So it is really a call to uh, people whom we consider people who are older or the ones who are already, you know, up there to make sure that they act as role models and provide the necessary um, insights to help the young people to make sure that the society we're living in, uh, the climate we leave behind is going to serve so many more generations than us. Because if they didn't do that before, Right now, we won't be having somewhere to call home. You know, an environment worth saying this is serving us. So 
thank you so much for you know highlighting that aspect to us and it is very very vital for the survival of the environment and us as the living beings in this environment and i know it is it it, it comes with challenges especially trying to change people's mindset about you know using the gas they are used to and telling them you know guys you have to provide your own waste the waste you use as you know you're now you are now uh, fighting for this waste with the with the farm because some of us take those wastes to the farm so you are telling us we are supposed to take this waste and provide energy with it and we are like ah but we don't need to we don't want to use fertilizer we also just want to use this waste so i i can imagine how much of work that is for you right yes um of course there has been huge challenges over the past years <laughs> um, um yeah. of course just mentioned um, embracing the idea of converting mm-hmm. energy from waste. You can just imagine that perspective. Me playing with waste, yeah. we have to play with waste before it has been before it is being fed into the system to generate energy. So having that quality over the past years that everything that has to deal with waste should be done. It's a different yeah. perspective around. So bringing people to that level to say that, hey, you see, this waste you're dumping can be utilized to save cost, energy cost. It's something not everyone will try to even understand as stage. So, of course, for me, it's something that um, we have been facing as a challenge here in my country. People are not aware of bioenergy. So it has to take us a lot of energy investment to bring awareness, let people know what would be the environmental impact of convert energy from the waste they generate at their household. That is one of the aspects in terms of um, embracing the solution. Bioenergy itself on its own, it might seem cost effective in the long run when you already have the solution with you. But for the first time, we try to secure our system. It might seem quite expensive. And that has been also quite uh, a big challenge we have been facing here. Comparing to the normal cooking energy, the charcoal, whereas somebody will just have less than $1 maybe to get a bag of coal and it will serve you maybe for two weeks or so. But the impact it will create, it's huge out there. Though, of course, it may be somehow less expensive um, at that moment. But one of the things about biogas is the fact that in the long run, it costs effective. Because the moment you secure our system, you pay for it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Along the line, you don't have to be paying any other extra cost to be generating yeah. the energy because the system is owned by you. You get the energy mm-hmm. from the waste you generate. Of course, one of the things over the past year I've been paying waste collectors to collect their waste. So in that way, they are mm-hmm. an extra cost on the system. So these are some of the things I yeah. give to the people. So let them know mm-hmm. that, yes, the bulk cost for this one, it might be seems expensive, but along the line, it, it is cost effective. So try to understand this and balance these two together and see exactly where you fall. Of course, these are some things we have been convincing people. Yes, yes, yes. Some of them used to respond to us. You are right. Because yeah. having this new for cost of one year to two year using charcoal or the energy gas, quite expensive. Mm-hmm. I have this system with my cost me for now. But in the long run, we're able to give the extra cost we have absolutely been saving. We have been expending in terms of um, using charcoal or that of LPG gas. 
So that yeah. has been a challenge, but we have been working mm -hmm. towards um, heat. We, in a closed door, trying to break that barriers and changing the mindset of people mm -hmm. that indeed, it, this is not just waste. It is something that we're going to generate claim. Another aspect of it, yeah. over the past years, have been like we are talking of the livestock waste. People have been selling the livestock mm -hmm. waste diet um, manure to people who are embarking on mm -hmm. cultural activity. So it's like that has been a challenge for us to get direct contact mm -hmm. with the livestock waste. Because for now, we are not hearing, yeah. we are not hearing livestock at all. So we only depend on people who are yeah. hearing livestock to get um, this livestock from them so that any customer that will have our solution will be the one providing the livestock waste for you for the first time because that's the start that yeah. you need in the system. But of course, because due to the demand, people have been using it air for the purpose of agricultural activities, mm. that has been a challenge for us to get some of this waste because since people have been buying it, they raise the cost up. But one of the things we have been yeah. encouraging them yeah. It's very simple. We have been advising them. Now, you used to buy this waste for your agricultural activities. You just get the waste from the livestock farmers directly to your farm. Now, it's very simple. We are going to add value to this so that instead of just using it as a manual for agricultural purpose, you can now use it to generate energy at the same time as well it's you know, waste for your agricultural activities. So you have now two benefits mm. the yeah. same amount for the same amount of cost. Yes. So this has been one of the the strategy we have been using to new people into mm. our system. We yeah. supposed to um it, it's working and people are absolutely mm. buying the idea. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um really appreciate the in-depth of this because a number of businesses are coming up and most people are not so conversant with the SDGs and how they can um, incorporate that in their businesses. And the fact that a young man is doing this is an encouragement not only to uh, to me listening, but it's also to the people out there, the young men, people who believe that, you know, boys and young men are not doing much uh, to, you know, to grasp their lives, to have some direction in their life. This is a good example of uh, the fact that once you put yourself into a place where you want to succeed, I don't think there's anything that will stop you except yourself. So. Thank you so much, Andrew. It was a pleasure to have you. And I'm so looking forward to see the improvements and the growth you have. It's a pleasure. And I'm so much grateful for having me um, on the podcast. Thank you so much. So this has been Boy Thrive Podcast. We've been talking to Andrew Newman from uh, Sierra Leone. And we've been really focused today on renewal energy and SDGs and how he's doing his part. And of course, the experience he's having to um, to share with every other young man out there that you have the power to change your life, to improve your life, and to be a useful human being in your society. So until next time, see you. Thank you for tuning in to another empowering episode of the Boy Thrive Podcast. We hope our discussions have ignited new perspectives and ideas for your journey towards growth. To stay connected, follow us on social media and share your thoughts, opinions, as well as questions at, at Boy Thrive Podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Your feedback and engagement mean the world to us. Until next time, keep thriving.